0: We've made it to championship weekend, AFC Championship. It's the Chiefs again, but they're on the road to Baltimore. We'll talk about it next on DJ Football. He is Daniel Jeremiah of the NFL Network. I'm Ryan Brown. This is DJ Football presented by MyBookie.ag. Code next round when you sign on at MyBookie.ag. Get that sign-on bonus. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.ag and a great bonus when you use code next round at sign-on. Time for the AFC Championship. It is the best weekend. I know the Super Bowl is next, but DJ, it's the best weekend of the football season. Championship Sunday is amazing.
1: It is awesome. Uh, with so much on the line and such great matchups, especially here in the AFC, I think this is one that before the season started, maybe uh, a bunch of folks could have predicted this, but, man, it was a, a long, strange journey to get here.
0: Yeah, the path getting here to, as you said, if I had told you back in August, Kansas City, Baltimore for the AFC, you would have said, yeah, I could see that. Yep. You might have thought it was in Kansas City. You certainly <laughs> would not have expected the Chiefs to travel the road they have traveled, not just being on the road, but the road they've traveled all season.
1: No question. And and kind of changing the formula. I was talking about this the other day uh, when asked about the Chiefs. And I said, you know, the challenge for the AFC is that everybody always talks about constructing your roster, building your team to, to win your division first, and then your conference next, and then hopefully to win the whole thing. So if you have the Chiefs as your target and how they were constructed three years ago, and you build your roster to try and compete against that Chiefs team, well, you finally get your roster built up, and they're not anywhere close to that same type of team anymore. The way they play is completely different than the way they were playing three or four years ago.
0: You know, even in a road win, though, and we saw Patrick Mahomes have to hit the road in the playoffs for the first time in his career. They go to Buffalo, an extremely difficult place to play against a team that is playing very, very well. They get the win. But even in that win, even in that remarkable win, DJ, some of the issues still showed up. I mean, you've still got... Miko Hartman fumbling the ball at the goal line through the end zone, which almost beat them. I mean, it's just that position has continued to plague them even in the run game now.
1: Yeah, no question. Um, Some self-inflicted wounds there. But the the other side of it is the way that they're running the ball with Pacheco and then as dominant as the defense has been, and that's really been the story of this year's Chiefs is their defense has been unbelievable. I I feel like when I watch them, I don't know where, where you feel on this, but watching that game last week, I felt like Josh Allen needed to be Superman on 10 to 14, 15 type plays. Whereas Mahomes only had to do that four or five times, which he did as he always yeah. does. But I feel like he doesn't have to go above and beyond as many times as maybe in years past. It's not as dependent on the quarterback position, uh, even with some of the issues they've had at wide receiver and the drops, even Kelsey who has been a part of some of the drops over the last month. Um, but there's not as much required of
0: them because the defense is so dang good. And it's an easy thing for me to say, but watching the, especially the fourth quarter of the game, I felt like you had a quarterback that knew he was equipped to handle these situations and a quarterback that was still learning. If he was able to uh, equip to handle these situations and, and Alan didn't make great throws at times in the fourth quarter, but to your point, oh. Anytime a Holmes number was called in the second half, he was there. And it's what he's done his entire career. Yeah, he's
1: just really comfortable. He's really comfortable in those moments. And I think that only comes with being in those moments. And he's been in them a ton uh, to be in his sixth uh, straight ch- conference championship game speaks to that. Uh, so he just he has a little heartbeat there. He's able to make plays. I will say, you know, I felt like at least in the in the big moments of the game outside of that fumble out of the end zone. I felt like those Chiefs players around him, you know, helped. And I thought yeah. Josh Allen got failed a little bit by his left tackle, got failed a little bit by his wide receivers um, at, at the end in some crucial moments. But, again, it's it's not a surprise how we got here. It is a surprise, but the fact that we're here uh, with Mahomes and Andy Reid once again, uh, one game away from a Super Bowl, that doesn't surprise anybody.
0: You mentioned the failure of the left tackle. That was a, a lot of the reason behind that was the guy he was having to block. and yeah. You know that one big missed touchdown pass by Allen. It was a pressure from Jones that didn't get all the way home, but it certainly affected Josh Allen, and that's that's part of the deal with that Kansas City defense. You got to deal with that guy is awful good.
1: Yeah, he's dominant. I mean, and the, even the hustle play on the fumble uh yeah. with Josh Allen, the the from the backside for Chris Jones to get there to make that play is ridiculous. And you know you you're in trouble if you have one weak spot along the offensive line because you can line him up anywhere you can put him over the center if you want to you can put him over the left tackle right tackle anywhere in between um, and that's what makes him absolutely such a nightmare and then the other thing is you know defensively for them Spagnolo gets credit Chris Jones gets credit um, they have so many young secondary players uh, they have linebackers they have depth there they all can run but to me like the the biggest thing is these guys tackle, man. Like in an era where we don't, you know, have as much contact and practice and it's sports science and all these things and protecting players and let's be fresh, these guys tackle like you're going back in a
0: time machine, you know, like yeah. it's the 80s. It's physical and they do not miss. All right. Baltimore is the opponent. They get the home game and they're a three and a half point favorite at mybookie.ag. We'll talk about the Ravens side of this in just one second, but a reminder. If you go to mybookie.ag right now and enter code next round, you will get a sign-on bonus. That's just a bonus they give you to play right away. You win once with it; it is yours forever. You don't have to win like five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times, like at some places. You can bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie.ag. And don't forget code next round to get that sign-on bonus at mybookie.ag. Also, manscape.com. I have right here the handyman. It is the travel compact razor that is good anywhere, as all their products are. The lawnmower 5.0. They've got a brand new edition of the lawnmower, which takes care of the entire body, including the undercarriage. The beard hedger, the weed whacker takes care of the nose here and the ear here. They've got great male boxer shorts and male body products. And you can get all of that at manscaped.com. And because you watch DJ football, we're going to help you save. Code DJF20 gets you 20% off your initial order and free shipping. Code DJF20 at manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping. All right, Baltimore, a home favorite in the early CBS game on Championship Sunday, three-and-a-half home favorite at mybookie.ag. First half, I was wondering against the Texans, DJ, if the old rest versus Russ mm-hmm. conversation was real. Uh, second half, it wasn't. It was not real at all. They played a dominant second half
1: yeah 10 to 10 at halftime but even at halftime i mean they'd only surrendered three points uh to the houston offense you get the the kick return which which really kind of was the the only offense they were able to generate the defense was dominant from quarter one all the way to the end and the offense it felt like in the second half i think i even tweeted this out it felt like a high school game uh where you go into the locker room at halftime and you tell everybody else on the team go get some oranges and you just call over lamar and say okay just take it over. Okay. Just go. You're, you're the quarterback. You're going to touch the ball every play. You're the best athlete on the field. Just go, just go do it. And that's what happened. They had no answer. Houston had no answer for Lamar Jackson. Any, anything they tried was wrong. Um, If they started blitzing him, they they had some success early blitzing him, but then it was like, okay, well I'll just get the ball out quick. And then it's like, okay, we're going to rush four and try and play coverage. And then you get Denzel Perriman one-on-one with Lamar Jackson and space. So it's really kind of pick your poison uh, of how you want to deal with them. I'm fascinated in this matchup against Kansas City. Every strength for one team is a strength for the other team in terms of, you know, you look at the second-level defense for the Ravens going up against the Chiefs and Isaiah Pacheco and the tight end in the middle of the field with Kelsey. The Ravens are as good as anybody in the middle of the field. You flip it over to the other side and you go, okay, the offensive line of the Ravens is really good. The defensive front of the Chiefs is really good. You're gonna get out in space with those athletes. Everyone matches up. So it's you know, kind of where is the X factor gonna come in this game? I think that's why it's such a close line, why it's
0: such a close contest. You know, I, I really felt the absence of Marlon Humphrey might catch up with the Ravens a little bit against Zay Flowers mm-hmm. and Nico Collins. And Marlon's a tremendous player, but you know, you didn't really notice it that much. And it would seem as though, as good as Mahomes is, all we've talked about is those receivers. It seems as though his absence is even lessened playing against that group of receivers against Kansas City.
1: They they suffocate you uh, yeah. when you watch it. They play top-down. They know because of their exotic pressure looks that, that Mike McDonald puts together that you're not going to have a long time to hold the ball. Um, and that's whether they're sending five guys, six guys, four guys, whatever. The disguise is so good um, that they're able to get run-throughs. And so the corners play flat-footed and they drive on everything. Which not only leads to them making, you know, really sure physical open field tackles, but it leads to them getting their hands on the football as well. So, I mean, it's there's not a lot of flaws there uh, with that yeah. defense. You try and say, how are you going to attack them? Well, the Rams attacked them. You know how they attacked them by Matthew Stafford fitting balls into boxes about this big, <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. So the good thing if you're Mahomes, Mahomes can do the Stafford thing. So you're okay. going to have to. He's going to have to be pinpoint. Um, and putting balls in tight windows because I do not see there being much separation against this defense.
0: You know, I know Lamar Jackson says it's all outside noise. He does not pay attention to the discussion of his postseason record, but it had to feel good to get a little bit of that off your shoulders. He could take a huge step, though, uh, in that by beating Kansas City as well. I mean, that's the team that still wears the crown in the AFC.
1: Yeah, it's one thing. you know, you kind of you get a win. I believe his other one was against Tennessee, I want to say, yep, and then you get this right. one uh, against Houston. Those are that's nice and that looks, you know, helps your record and all that. But this is a statement. There's a difference yep. between winning a game and making a statement. You win this game against Patrick Mahomes, who is regarded as the best player, not only at your position but in the entire league and you win that duel. Um, that changes everything uh, about Lamar Jackson. And to be honest with you, this feels like—and I don't want to—I don't want to shortchange our NFC video that we're uh, that we're we're going to have out there for everybody to check out. This is the Super Bowl, Ryan. Uh-oh. This this feels like the Super Bowl. Whoever okay. wins this game, I just think is a more complete team. And the difference of of you know what the firepower they'll have offensively to, to go along with the defense, I, I just think whoever wins this
0: one wins the whole thing. Okay, well, if you want to see who loses the Super Bowl, we also yeah, have a Yeah, check out the- that video. Check out that video. <laughs> the championship game, Detroit at San Francisco. That won't come back to bite me at all, no. Right, yeah, yeah, you're on the record now. The yeah. same place you got this video at Disrupt the Media. Also, Brock Hewer to Fox and Lance Taylor break down the games as well. So, uh, boy, you could whet your appetite for Championship Sunday. DJ Football presented by MyBookie.ag. Code next round. MyBookie.ag. Code next round to get that sign bonus and also manscaped.com, code DJF20 for that 20% discount and free shipping on your initial order. Please give us a thumbs up on this video. Subscribe to Disrupt the Media and set your alerts so you know when we drop content. He's Daniel Jeremiah of the NFL Network, and this is DJ Football.